the Mind Body Connection podcast. The body and mind. With your host, Dr. Phil Parker. Due to the ongoing issues with the coronavirus situation, we've slightly changed our schedule. We've replaced our normal interviews with some recordings of live seminars on how to boost your health using the latest research and practical tools. I do hope you enjoy them. It's uh, six o'clock Tuesday UK time and we're here live again on Facebook for the eighth week running. And uh, that's really part of the theme of what we're doing today, uh, looking at how come we are here, but more importantly, how do we survive and thrive in a situation that some people were not expecting. So as you come in, please drop a comment. We're using a slightly different system today, uh, which should mean that your comments and my speaking are much more in sync, but we don't have the beautiful background. So you're gonna have to be looking at my uh, sofa uh, a guitar and if you're really observant you may notice something pink on the shelf behind the guitar anyone guess what that is excellent hi Michelle lovely to see you um, yeah if you can guess what that pink thing is let me know hi Jenny good to see you too so um, if you can do me a favor someone can just type down what the time is and that will give me an idea of how much of a lag there is between uh, uh, me talking and you hearing uh, hi Lisa, good to see you. So some of the old faces uh, is a brain. Well done, Jenny. Uh, now that brain has travelled with me around the world. Uh, I'll get it out for you, seeing as you're interested. Here he is. <clears throat> this brain has travelled with me uh, around the world and uh, I always get stopped in customs uh, and uh, security when they scan my case and they go, what is what is that thing uh and then because it's got metal inside it but yeah it's a brain uh slightly smaller than most people's let's pop it down there thank you very much so welcome so what are we talking about today well this is as say the eighth one uh we've been doing this for two months now every week uh so far we've had i think over ten thousand people uh, view either join in live or watch it on youtube on the podcast channels or on Facebook so continue to share it with your friends it's brilliant that uh, people are getting a lot from this I know that some people say it's their favorite evening of the week you guys need to get out more cheers uh, vodka today I think if you are having a drink this is actually water uh, although I was considering vodka today it's been one of those days um, uh, if you are having a drink then let me know what it is I'd be fascinated to find out so what are we going to focus on uh, today well, what have we focused on so far? Maybe if you've been to some of these previous ones, you can drop a little comment as to what it is we focused on before. I will be recovering some of the things, not because I, I don't have more than eight weeks of stuff to talk about, but some of the things are really, really important. And even more so as we go further into the, uh, the bizarreness of this time. So we had, certainly in the UK, and I know we have international viewers, but in the UK, we had the lovely Boris Johnson uh, doing his speech was which uh, for those of you who study uh, psychology and human behavior was a fascinating event um, uh, for a number of reasons first of all uh, the massive lack of clarity in his speech was quite extraordinary so if anybody's trained with me 
you'll know that if you want to uh, create a clear commitment to something and a very uh, a cast iron guarantee that something's going to happen, then you start off <clears throat> by stating your goal in a very specific way. And every goal has to have some clarity as to exactly what it is that you're delivering. It needs to have uh, a timestamp saying we will do this by when. And it also needs to say something about what specifically you will have achieved. So some people call these smart smart goals, uh, smart goals. <clears throat> and and Boris Johnson, uh, particularly his finishing statement, which was about quarantine, missed completely all of those points. He said something like, "We are going to uh, impose some kind of quarantine uh, when people arrive by air uh, for some length of time at some point." Uh, and as I say, therefore, missing all the <laughs> all the key targets that you need to have to have something that you could actually do something about. And of course, the next day, once again, as they've done quite a few times here, um, they said, oh, also not just airports, but also any you know, trains and stuff and, and not France and not Ireland. So really not a brilliantly well thought out plan. Um, and also the other really interesting thing which many people noticed was his slightly bizarre gestures he was making um, and uh, it, it was like he had been coached in some way to be more dynamic but it, it was in a, a very incongruent way which reminds me that <clears throat> I've just done a lecture about this that when we communicate um, we communicate both verbally and non-verbally and anyone know what percentage of communication they reckon is verbal so the words what percentage of our entire communication is verbal anyone will have a guess at this stick the number down is it 50 is it more is it less is it 20 is it 15 is it 40 well let's see the answer actually is, and it seems to be just as much of a lag doing this in this system. Ah, well done. Tio's got it exactly on the money. It's 7%. 7%. Um, there are different calculations, but uh, they reckon 7% is your words. Um, a chunk of it, about another 40%, is your voice tone and speed, and the rest is your physical gestures and postures. Uh, uh, Michelle has been using the three two one technique that we taught about <laughs> about seventeen years ago. It feels like about a month ago, uh, where we looked at sleep, um, and uh, there's a very brilliant technique based on the work of Milton Erickson's wife um, called the three two one technique. We may go through that again if people want to know about that. Uh, moving your voice and frame to moving your voice around. Yeah, okay. So we talked about inner voices on one of the the, the episodes where we said we will have an internal dialogue, and uh, our internal dialogue is very often not as great as it should be, and tells us all sorts of stuff. And what's what, anyone want to go with? What is the one thing we say about the internal dialogue? Uh, it's uh, I'll probably race you to it. Uh, we say if you treated your friends like you treat yourself, would you have any? So if that internal conversation you actually had out loud, you know, what would people make of it? Um, and then uh, Michelle also says, uh, oh yeah, something we talked about last time about f uh, problem frame and solution frame. Uh, I wonder if anybody can remember what the other frames were. There were three frames we talked about. So you can look at things as a problem. Like, oh, this and that and that's you know what a lot of people are doing at the moment about this lockdown is going on and on and on 
Um, so we've got uh, problem frame or we've got solution frame. Solution frame is like, okay, what are we going to do about this? This is the way it is. We could spend a lot of time bitching about it, and certainly people do, uh, or we could look at how we're going to resolve this. Um, uh, other two frames, the other one was uh, moving from failure to feedback. What if we could understand things, not in terms of oh, I failed at this, but this just gives us more information as to how we can maybe improve next time. And the final one was moving from impossibility to a sense that, uh, oh, what if what we could what if we could actually do something? So again, this is very interesting frames to be in because people are in this place at the moment where external forces are controlling their lives in a way we're not used to. You know, we, we, that's what happened when we were kids. When we we're adults, we're like free from the chains of people telling us what to do. So we think, uh, and this is a real case where that's not a not happening you know we may want to go to the pub and meet our friends it's like no you can't do it so often when this, this stuff happens we don't have the requisite skill set because it's so unusual so very often instead we sneak back into old patterns of times back when we had to deal with authority or people telling us what to do and we didn't like it very much uh, some other questions coming up. Uh, did a lovely LP hypnosis on stress? Excellent. Uh, we need to be more compassionate to ourselves. We spent a whole session talking about compassionate, uh, the power of compassion and gratitude and loving kindness on physiology. Because, of course, one of the things we're always talking about here is how we can improve our lives. That's including our health and our mental well-being and how those two things are intimately connected. In fact, when you change one, you change the other. Um, and a lot of the, the work we've been looking at, because we are a bit limited as to what food we can eat, how much exercise we can do, the physical stuff is looking at how can we shift our mental stuff to change our physiology. Uh, we've also got some other suggestions. Jenny says helpless, hopeless and, and useless. It's actually hopeless, helpless and worthless. Um, uh, worthless being a sense of not deserving. We talked about that, I think, last time. Um, beliefs we talked about a lot last time and in fact some of you may have seen on uh, Facebook a lot of the stuff I was talking about was from this great guy called Robert Diltz uh, who works in California uh, who trained me a long long time ago and I just let him know that we've been talking about his work and uh, he was very pleased to hear that it, it was still making a difference so he says hi to you all so lovely Robert says hello um, Jenny says practice makes permanent yeah it's actually something I learned from some students of mine at London Met and uh, I've adopted it because I quite like, like, like it. Instead of practice makes perfect, which of course is the usual way we say it. Uh, and what do we say about perfect? I think we said this a few sessions ago that uh, perfect, you can only have perfect or joy. You can't have both. You can't have a striving for perfection and joy. It's just not possible. Uh, Teresa says it'd be great to do something on sleep tonight okay uh, I wonder if we've got some people here who did the uh, sleepy thing a few it was probably about six weeks ago now um, uh, who'd like to tell us a bit about what happened I think a lot of people have some really good results from that uh, getting rid of panic attacks excellent <clears throat> top tip for panic attacks anyone want to throw one in I've got some but if you want to throw your best uh, solutions, we have a number of practitioners on the call. Um, migraines, excellent. All the good stuff's coming up now. <clears throat> migraines, making a note of this, yeah. Migraines, sleep. 
uh, migraines a lot recently I'm doing fear of them because which causes my problems yeah that is uh, one of the tricky things with a lot of this stuff is that stress uh, increases illness and stress increases blood pressure and stress increases adrenaline and stress changes your sugar load and all sorts of stuff um, and Jen's saying thank you for saving my life oh well, my pleasure Jen have we met <laughs> was it just through one of my amazing practitioners um, three two one uh, again Jenny's talking about that and migraines again from Lisa there was also an interesting question about loneliness that was sent in by someone uh, which I'll make a note of as well uh, so we've got lots of stuff to cover um, and one of, one of the things I do want to focus on today based on all the stuff that's going on in uh, the kind of crazy world out there yeah we've got some good examples of what to do with uh, anxiety uh, Vicky said some stuff Fleur said some stuff uh, Jenny said some stuff so one of the things Vicky said great solution for this really simple thing to do everyone practice this just check in right now with the sound of your internal voice not what it's saying but it's speed uh, if your internal voice is fast and going oh my god oh my god and high pitched that will encourage stress encourage hyperventilation and put everything on alert so instead as just as Vicky suggests lower the tone of your voice just like I'm doing now speak kindly slowly more smoothly and flowing and as you do that whether you're doing that out loud or you're doing it in your head it will slow down your physiology it will make things calmer and settle things and you can probably notice as you listen to me talking because my voice tone has changed and my speed has changed you'll notice yourself just starting to settle there's a nice story I may have told you guys before uh, a guy taught, who taught me years ago said that the power of stories so we tell a lot of stories in our trainings and in our work with clients stories are very very important stories have a number of reasons for being important one is um, they send a message tell a message to the conscious and unconscious you can also uh, embed all sorts of interesting conversations within stories but also not only is there the content it's the delivery stories will often uh, reconnect us instantly into uh, an old memory of niceness so if you say to somebody I'm gonna tell you a story just settle yourself down once upon a time now what happens as soon as you say those phrases assuming that your you know childhood relationships with stories and that phrase is quite nice you will find your neurology kind of like going ah, and starting to settle down so stories have a lot of power this guy was uh, was was on a train with some of his kids going back from London to Cambridge and it was rush hour and the kids were a bit fractious and the, the train was busy and he happened to be a hypnotherapist uh, so he thought he'd just tell his kids a story and he said uh, so kids he said lowering his voice becoming smoother and more comfortable in the way he spoke he said once upon a time there was a beautiful beautiful princess and he started to tell, tell this story and he said uh, by the time he uh, he got to Cambridge 
the kids were asleep, but so were all the uh, businessmen. They all snuggled up to each other, sucking their thumbs. So the power of story is something that is almost irresistible. And that's why I told you a story about a story. Uh, and that's often how stories work, isn't it? A story within a story. Jen says something very nice. I was doing very deep depression. You saved me and showed me how I could do something about it. Excellent. Uh, uh, be forever indebted. That there's a few people whose lives uh, were completely blighted by depression who turned it around almost miraculously in a few minutes or hours. It's quite extraordinary. Uh, Tilly says how there's a thing about uh, one of the most powerful things you can do is choose which memories you are accessing there's lots of evidence that it changes your physiology uh, and there are lots of ways to do that some of which are good and some of which aren't good um, the not good way to do it is to get stressed about it and go I've got to think of a memory when I'm calm oh god I can't think of a calm memory is this one any good I don't think it's as good as it should be and getting all kind of flustered about the memory uh, if that's you just drop that drop drop a comment to tell me that is you um, if you do that kind of trying really hard to get the right memory the proper memory and get yourself stressed in the process then you've kind of missed the point of doing it instead what you want to do is be kind to yourself and just take a few moments to kind of go, you know, whatever memory I come up with will be good enough as a starting point. I may, it may lead me to other memories. Um, the other thing that classically people do when they remember something is they, what's called disassociate from it, which means they remember it as if it's happening to, there we are. <laughs> so let's imagine I am this cat, right? And here I am, I'm on the beach, I'm having a lovely time. When I'm the cat, uh, remembering being on the beach it's like seeing myself there it is, the cat, there it is, seeing myself on the beach oh, I remember being on the beach but actually what you want to do is you want to be actually back on the beach feeling what it feels like to actually experience what it feels like to be back there again that will increase the quality of the experience and the neurotransmitters and stuff and the other classic way people have of getting in the way of recalling a, a positive experience is by what's called editing it where they go, oh, I remember that time when I was laxed or, or energetic, and they go, no, but I'm not anymore. And then what they're doing is kind of bringing information from 2020 back into the the memory, which didn't exist at that time because you know if it's 10 years ago, whatever's happening now didn't exist. And so that's another classic way to uh, to mess up good quality memories. Um, uh, yeah, so getting in the way, but I've okay, got time to do this, all this kind of stuff. Hello, Mary, nice to see you. Uh, so instead, great ways to get yourself into a nice state. Well, let's do it. First of all, what I'd like you to do is think about what state you would like to be in. And by state, in case you're not familiar with my work, state means a particular state of mind, a particular way of being, particular activation of certain sets of thoughts. And the state of mind could be being present, it could be being compassionate, it could be relaxing on a beach, it could be feeling confident, uh, whatever for you. <clears throat> um, what I'd like you to do is just allow yourself to notice what state you would like to be in whatever state you're in now forget about that ask yourself what state would you love to be in what state would be so magical to be in right now and as you think about that 
couple of things it has to fit in terms of a tick sheet. First of all, make sure you're stating it in terms of positives. So instead of saying not stressed, make sure it's like calm. Second thing, make sure you use big words. So like deeply calm, you know, really incredibly immersed fully in the experience of being really, really calm. And then what I'd like you to do is to just allow yourself, maybe close your eyes as long as you're not driving, to float into a place where you're open to connecting to some experiences that you've already had of times when you felt whatever this state is. So if it's a time of deep relaxation, think, okay, when was I deeply relaxed? This weekend, I was in a hammock. Some of you know this because I posted a picture of it. And it was one of those moments where I looked at the sky and it was beautifully blue. And the clouds were wispy above and the air had that really beautiful feel to it. Like warm, not too hot, not too cold, just like Goldilocks, you know, weather. And I was in the hammock. I could hear the birds tweeting and the trees were so green. And I thought to myself, this is a moment that I just need to remember. I need to really kind of be here because this would be an ideal moment in the future to come back to. So one of the things that's useful to do is when you do experience a good moment, to, to clock it, to really note it, to spend some time in it and start to flesh it out, not just kind of ignore it, just be there so that you can go back to it again in the future. I would recommend focusing on three things and this comes back to the three, two, one, which we talked about earlier, what you can see, what you can hear and what you can feel, what sensations you have. So if you're in your hammock, as I was, you would see the sky, you'd notice as many things as you could see, you'd hear the sounds and you'd also feel the sensations. So. For you, as you take yourself back to this time, allow yourself to go back and really re-explore things you can see. Notice the colours and the shapes and the shades and the lighting, the stillness and the movement, the things that are near you are things further away. Connect with those and as you do, take a few moments to then pay attention to what you can hear both outside and within. Just checking in with that, feeling how that feels. And then to float into the feelings and notice the sensations, whether that's the temperature of the air, the feeling of the surfaces you're in contact with, what your body feels like, what your skin feels like, what the clothes or materials close to your body feel like. And as you connect with that, allow yourself to breathe that feeling and really, really experience how that feels. And just by doing that, you'll notice that you're shifting your state. Now, my voice that I'm doing at the moment is a relatively calm one. I'll do one about motivation in a minute, because of course the voice I use, or the voice you use if you're doing this to yourself, will encourage certain states, and certain ones will be more linked to calmness and more linked to motivation. Generally, being calm is one of the things that most people need. Um, even people who say they're tired 
often they're quite stressed and tired and being calm could be one of the very first things you can do to get yourself into the right state. Uh, so we've got some other comments coming up here which I'll quickly look at. Uh, so Clara says she had a recent lapse of Emmy after recovering 11 years ago went back to doing the lightning process. No E in the lightning process Clara, come on. Uh, <laughs> and she's well again, fabulous, that's great news. Um, so I was asked recently by someone um, does the lightning process work if you do it a second time? And anyone doesn't know about the lightning process, it's kind of the thing that I developed about 21 years ago to help people resolve chronic illness by looking at how you can apply the science of the mind-body connection. And um, occasionally we stumble across people who've done the lightning process, did really well, then stop using it, life happens, then they find themselves slipping and sliding into illness again, and then they've forgotten to how to use the tools and they go and see a practitioner do it a second time and the majority of them find they get you know really good change um it's a question i get quite get quite often asked and another question i quite get, get often asked quite a lot is if it, if you've done the lightning process is it possible to relapse and the answer is yes and no um if you use the process consistently then you won't relax because uh, won't relapse because using the lightning process is about steering your physiology in a good healthy way um, but of course we're all humans you know we don't necessarily keep up the skill set that we learned at school in our spanish class uh, anywhere in life so it's, it's not surprising that people leave the lightning process with the best intentions do really well and then as they kind of go i'm doing fine it's a bit like smokers you know who go i've stopped smoking and then um, uh, a few years later they go, oh, I'll just have one. I'm sure I can be okay with one. Has one, and then suddenly they're back in in old habits. So it's slightly different in that you know being ill isn't a isn't a habit, but neurologically we can fire up old bits of physiology and neurophysiology that aren't useful for us. And the most important thing you can do uh, if that does happen is to be kind to yourself. Re get in the swing of the skills, get help from practitioners. As Teresa's saying, there's some refresher courses, so you don't actually have to do the whole lightning process again. Sometimes it's just a question of uh, having an hour session or a couple of hours session. Um, so, what else have we got? Uh, messages here. Uh, okay, that's good, we're up to go to messages. So, we've got something about loneliness. Um, so, somebody was saying, they spent a lot of time on their own, but in coronavirus, I don't know if anybody else has noticed this, that they've actually spent more time connecting with other people than they normally do. Um, and a lot of people uh, have experienced that, that, you know, they've been having more virtual conversations. I mean, I've done more of these seminars than I have probably in the last year. And interestingly, we're thinking of running uh, some more of these seminars because uh, at some point, uh, I'm, I'm going to stop doing these seminars, uh, but we're thinking of doing some more formal version of this where we actually coach people specifically on some stuff that they want to change. Uh, if you're, hey, Abdi, good to see you. Abdi's a very fascinating and wonderful person. I'll tell you about him. Or he'll tell you about himself. I'm sure he'll, he'll, uh, he'll point you and feel free to point everyone in the direction of your YouTube channel, Abdi. He's one of my students at London Met. Um, yeah, so if you are interested, potentially, uh, and we're just fleshing out what it would look like, of having some uh, online uh, regular group coaching things where instead of just talking generally about stuff like we're doing at the moment, we start to look at 
uh, okay, what are you what are you up to? What are you doing? How, uh, how can we support you in making sure that happens and using all the skills we have to bear on coaching on that? If you're interested in that, then uh, then do let me know. So yeah, people, we're talking about people. So yeah, drop a comment on that if you if you if you if that sounds of interest to you in what you're doing in your life. Um, yeah, we're talking about loneliness. Uh, that uh, this person was particularly saying that they're quite concerned that when lockdown goes away all those uh, connections will disappear again um which may be true uh, although i think the world will be quite a different place i think um this virtual world that we're creating here is going to continue and that will be very interesting for people um loneliness is really uh, it's not so much about being alone it's about where it, where you're putting your attention are you noticing what you have or what you haven't got and one of the most important things you can do when you have an experience of it, of being lonely, then you need to um, reconsider and ask yourself, okay, what is my focus here? I remember years ago, I was walking in the national parks in America completely on my own. Um, and I felt very lonely. Uh, I'd just been through a breakup in a relationship and I was just kind of wandering around, just trying to work out where to, what to do next. And I remember thinking, I'm really, really alone. I'm so lonely. And uh, as I walked along this path in uh, in Yosemite, if you're interested, this little uh, chipmunk kept on running behind me. Everywhere I looked, this little chipmunk was there. And I thought, oh. And I don't know if you know, in American, uh, Native American uh, culture, animals are uh, supposed to be uh, uh, signs from the great spirit. That animals are seen to be... Uh, fellow travelers on the on the great road uh, and that you should pay attention to animals and so because i was in their land i thought i should pay attention to the chipmunk and i thought oh, okay that's interesting well, i'm not alone because there's a chipmunk that keeps on following me around and then i thought you know what i on board my body i have literally millions if not billions of single-celled animals, bacteria, and viruses, because in your gut, you know, you've got loads and loads of really good bacteria to produce vitamin K and D and E and all sorts of things, and uh, they're really important for your gut health, your biome, and um, the having those things aboard are, is essential for your wellness. So really, you are never alone. You have got you've got millions of friends on board all the time. So the question is, where is your attention? You know, are you focusing on the fact? nobody is here right now or are you aware that you've got lots of friends inside of you or that the trees are just out there or there's some people over there now what is your, your attention um because if you can't and here we are in lockdown if you can't connect with people physically then how do you still get the benefit the nurturing benefit and it is important connecting with people on, on lots of levels hormonally how do you get that connection Okay, got a question here. Uh, can't wait for real life to be restored and then the virtual everything. Conversation with the cat is not good. Uh, and now talking to the walls. Okay, my dog is a brilliant conversationalist. Uh, always has been. Help me through my PhD. Uh, Jenny's saying hello to her T helper cells. We, yeah, we have so many cells in our body. So, um, next thing we're going to look at is motivation, which is one of the things I wanted to talk about today because, you know, we are in the two month stage of this and uh, there are some clues from the government that uh, in terms of the uh, the length of time 
I don't want to dash your hopes, but if you listen to everything they're saying, they're saying possibly maybe by July we might get the hairdressers opening, but it's very much possibly. Schools are unlikely to go back till September, and today they announced that the furlough payments are going to continue at least till October. That gives you a pretty good roadmap that this is going to be going on for some time. So how do we stay motivated when that future stretches in front of us and I use the word stretches advisedly because we're going to look at what are we conjuring up in our mind but of course, because of course the future doesn't stretch in front of us the future doesn't even exist actually all that exists really is now the past doesn't even really exist it doesn't exist in a tangible way like this beautiful role of sellotape it's a concept so how do we stay motivated uh, when this is going on <clears throat> We talked about some of these things before, but worth reminding. One of the most important things to do is to think about what inspires you. Now, that could be what you're passionate about, what you love, or it could be what pisses you off. What do you go, I'm not okay with this in the world? Because a lot of people, Martin Luther King, Gandhi, you name them, one of the reasons they got up and did what they did was they go, this isn't on, I'm not having this. So they were motivated by what's called an away from saying, I'm not prepared to have this in the world if there's a chance to change it. Uh, it actually comes back again to the serenity prayer. The guy, uh, Reinhold, uh, what's his name? Reinhardt Newbold um, was also very much involved in a kind of a emancipation of the masses uh, movement. He was a pastor in the 1950s. And he said, as you know, uh, serenity prayer, uh, to accept the things, the serenity to accept the things we cannot change. <laughs> the, uh, the uh, uh, what's it called? The uh, uh, courage to um, change the things you can and the wisdom to distinguish those two between themselves. Um, too many people to spend too much time going, this is not fair, it's awful, but they can't do anything about it. And, and serenity prayer and these people who are activists went this isn't okay and what am i going to do about it what am i going to do about it so what i'd like to do is take a few moments to think about for you what is your passion what is your mission what does inspire you what does get you up in the morning what would you do even if it didn't give you money even if it was a bit inconvenient because it was important enough have a think about that pop them down what for you is something you're passionate about? We talked about this a few weeks ago when we looked at what is your mission, what you're interested in, but remind yourself, what am I up to? What's important for me? That's the first step of motivation. The rocket fuel of motivation is kind of checking in with yourself and going, what am I up for? What would I do even if it was tough? What would I do even if it didn't give me any money? What would I do just because this needs to be important? So helping others, we've got one thing coming up. What else, people? What's important for you? And it's important to share it for a couple of reasons. One, it will remind other people, oh, I really like that too. But also saying it, even if it's texting it, speaking it, making it real is an important part. Helping animals or other people, that's great. Doesn't have to be precise, super precise. Coach and mentor people. Zoe's podcast. Zoe's amazing podcast. Do put the link on the, on the comments for people to look at. Vicky's is all about sharing, helping others, running retreats. Excellent. My dog and family. 
Now, whatever it is that you're passionate about, <clears throat> and as you watch this, uh, walking in nature, yeah? Watching and walking in nature. My children. <laughs> Biggie's lovely dog. As you read these things, just think, what is it for me? Okay, what is it for me? I know there's 40 people on the call at the moment, so um, what is it? What do you want to do? Remembering that, reminding yourself of that, enabling people to know their rights, very good. Immediately moves us from thinking about what do I want to what do I want for something bigger than me? And those of you who know about this, this is what's called it on a more spiritual level, a kind of a bigger system other than just us. And by connecting with that, it kind of allows us to step aside some of the stuff that gets in the way. Yeah. Those of you who've got kids, you know, will know when they're little and uh, you're in bed and you hear them cry out, you don't go, ah, so I'm sure they're fine. You get up and you go and have a look, even though you don't really want to get up and go and have a look because you care, because it's important for you. Uh, you know, if you've got an animal like a dog, you will take special care of it. You know, if it looks upset, you'll, you'll check in with it. Yeah. So checking in with yourself and asking well, what for me is something that I am inspired by. There goes Vicky's podcast. Excellent. Do have a look at that after this, after this seminar. Not now. Um, as you connect with that feeling just notice what that feels like and really zero in on why ask yourself why is this important to me why is this important to me ask yourself that why is this important to me so what's your reason behind it George Bernard Shaw said a really interesting thing I always think I always remember him saying this not that I, not that I ever met him but I, I remember reading about it he said uh I imagine life to be like a candle and when I die I want to be burnt all the way down I want there to be none left I have shone my light as bright as I could I haven't wasted a single moment or a single piece of my possibility excellent being part of advancing the science behind the mind body of medicine excellent uh, uh, bring people into a world I create by writing fabulous books and movies have helped me so much so amazing stuff uh flo would like to work with me <laughs> uh so yeah why do you want to do this because and notice what your because is and very often when you ask that because about this big mission it reminds you that this isn't about you it's not about oh people think well of me that's really not what it's about it's much more about just because this is too important not to I'm here to do something important. I'm here to make a difference. Yeah. Why do we want to bring happiness and peace to others? Because, notice what the because is. The because will help to fuel this sense of this is important. And keeping on asking that because question. You know, I want to do this because. And why do you want to do that? And why is that important to you? Why is that important to you? It starts to mushroom and become bigger as you connect with it really spend a few moments asking yourself because why do I want to do this because if others hadn't do that hadn't done that for me I wouldn't be here now okay and why is that important for you to take that role what is what's important why why is that so important for you yeah and the more you answer these questions because I adore animals and create more kindness and equality between humans and animals exactly Tilly and yeah 
people eating bats that's where all this started didn't it <laughs> so less of that more kindness so us connecting with why are we doing this i'm doing this because reminds us of what it is that drives us then what i'd like you to do is i'd like you to see your timeline okay so see your future timeline just point to where it is as you see your future see your, see a line that represents your future which direction is it in is it in front of you behind you to your right to your left does it curve off one way just have a look at it uh, just let me know in a comment where is your future timeline as you as you look to your future got to be very careful my language here those people who know all about this not to uh, prejudice you and get you to, to take on a timeline that isn't yours as you look at where your future is uh, notice where is it so write it down where is your timeline as you look at it and as you look at it I'd like you to notice some other things about it is it wide is it narrow is it long is it short is it clear the whole way or is it a bit vague and fluffy at one end is it going upwards is it going undulating is it going downwards is it curving off what color is it if you touch it is it hot or cold if you stroke it is it hard soft fluffy as you connect with that just notice what it's like and particularly notice how does it feel to have it like that how does it feel to have it like that what do I mean visualize it if you were to guess it if you were to guess where your timeline is where would you guess it is uh, again Boris Johnson when he was talking about the past you saw him dis describe his timeline said you know in the past we used to do this but now we're going to do this that's uh, past and future for him so if you talk about the past or the time where do you gesture to if you think about the future or the past where's the future where do you think it is where does it feel like it is if you're not sure ask yourself does it feel like it's behind me now it feels wrong to my left just ask yourself those questions you'll find out where it is excellent now whatever color it is we've got red gold sparkly whatever it is whatever you guess or feel or see it or hear it or stroke it or touch it whatever your feel is about it like to just play around with it and change the color so if it is wide and golden sparkly fabulous um, but try some different colors and see if that makes it even better and what we're looking for particularly at the moment is what makes it feel most motivating cheers what makes it feel most motivating? which color feels most motivating for you if you think I'm just making it up that's fine make it up in a positive way for yourself so that when you look at it it feels like oh that's the best way it should be as you experience it in this way change it around and then let me know what colors you've changed it say so put the word the letter c for changed it and then say what color it is <clears throat> excellent so if you don't want it straight and hard have it fluffy wind in surrounded by trees that's lovely you can also think about what music you'd like to have Oh, windy not windy okay i think that's windy <laughs> um <laughs> no it's not vodka this time it's uh white rum i think that's what i'm going for 
as you <clears throat> change it to a color and a shape and an environment maybe some music that you love to have you know maybe some aromas what perfume what exotic or english flowers would you love to have and add as lisa has done some sparkles some little disney magic what would it be like if you if you walked down the path and it popped like uh popping candy or rice krispies or like uh packing material or what if every time you you trodden it it was like a beautiful deep pile carpet or like um a bouncy trampoline i don't know you choose <laughs> Jenny, you can do timelines on your cat. Just imagine what your cat's timeline would be like. And here, remember, we're only looking at your future. We're not doing anything else. <clears throat> sage and gentle music. Excellent. Is that sage music? Like wise music? Or is it sage to herb? So, as you see it in this way, uh, maybe also choose whether as it goes into the future, it gets wider or it gets narrower. And choose what you want. I'd also like you, as you do it, to notice where in that, so let's imagine this is my line, okay? Where in that line do you feel lockdown ends? Now, we don't know when lockdown is, but in your mind, you'll have a go at some point, it's gonna be finished. Notice where that is in that line, okay? <clears throat> and then decide, let's try and get myself on camera, there we are. So let's imagine this is me, and this is where I think lockdown's gonna end, okay? What would it be like if we brought that closer? in our minds so that our experience was there was less time because time is very variable isn't it you know somebody says to you um have you got five minutes five minutes can be a very variable amount of time if somebody goes oh, i've got to leave in five minutes it's not enough time to make a cup of tea yeah but if it's a rainy day and you're standing by a bus stop and the bus says five minutes it feels like forever or on the tube, if those of you ever been in London on the tube, five minutes is like a super long time when you wait for the tube. So we know that time is very variable. So what if we compressed our time so that when we thought about lockdown, wherever it is, it feels like it's closer. What does that feel like? Other people may want to have a sense of it's further away. And I want to have more time to explore what it feels like to look at my magnolia colored walls. Or I want to have more time hanging out with my family. I might want to do that. Yeah. But notice what it feels like to change uh, your experience of time on purpose. Because when you compress time physically, try and get myself on camera again. There I am. When you compress time like that, and you can compress time in a number of ways. You can kind of squish it up, or you can imagine it's got a ratchet, like like on a handbrake on a car, just coming closer. And doing that will change how you feel about how soon this is all going to change. I'd also like you to just float finally into the future. Take yourselves, well, let's go 10 years from now. Let's go 10 years from now where this is all done and dusted. Yeah. Where we look back on that and go, <laughs> that was a funny old time, wasn't it? That Corona time. Yeah. Feel what it feels like to be tw in 2030 where we're looking back and we're reminiscing about that time back there then. So we're looking back at it and kind of going, ah, oh, okay. That's, uh, yeah, that was a time, wasn't it? What does it feel like 
to have that distance between you and it. And notice what you learnt as a result of that experience, having gone through that. What is it you learnt? What was really important for you as a result of going through that experience? What did you discover about yourself? Or your friends, or your relationships, or what was important for you by doing that? And notice how this experience shaped the next 10 years of your life in a positive way. That it was something that you grew from. What is it you got from it? What did you learn? Just drop it down on the comments. This is what I learned from that time. So it may be that you learn you know, how important relationships are, how important going to the pub is, <laughs> how great it is to be able to travel anywhere you want, how it was a time of reflection, how it reminded you that things can change in a moment and we need to be present to what is. How we saw a conservative government turning into a socialist government how uh, we saw all sorts of things. What is it for you as you think about it? As you look back from 2030, what do you, what do you learn? The importance of listening, the power of the pause, stop taking things for granted, excellent. Time for family, keeping calm to enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, how many people say I don't have enough time for the family and now in lockdown I'm like, I have too much time. <laughs> to really be, you know, one of the core things of kind of pre being present is asking yourself, how do I want to bring myself to this moment? Because we can spend a lot of time just kind of squandering moments. We just don't have to give ourselves a, bad, a hard time about that either, but for being present to what is as much as we can, really noticing what there is. Oh, we've got lots of answers coming here. Brilliant. So, um, and life is precious. We should live in every moment. Time to learn to draw and paint. Appreciating nature. We need to learn to slow down. Appreciate my family. Not to put things off, to have gratitude. Enjoy seeing the world my girl, the way my girls do, yeah. They see the wandering buttercups and love going hunting for bugs. Excellent. Gratitude in nature. Relaxing. To not have a full-time schedule, yeah. Uh, and, you know, creating some kind of structure for yourself to allow you to navigate this interesting time can be a very important thing. So we're going to finish in a few minutes. Any final questions you need to drop down? Going through the pandemic in the central London high-rise flat is, is, is extremely hard, says Stravula. Stravula. Yes, I can imagine it is. Uh, at the same time, if there's nothing you can do about it, finding a way to generate your own sense of being to shift your focus in the most powerful and positive way you can is 
the only thing you can do. Can we talk about migraines? Okay, migraines. Uh, in the final moments, the main things you need to do about migraines is apply every single tool you have. If you've done the lightning process, you should be able to get rid of them. Okay. So you need to look at what are my beliefs about them? Uh, a lot of migraines are about, oh, this is the kind of time I'd get one or I'm bound to have one now because I'm going to have one for a while. So notice how much time you spend engaging with conversations about that. If you have the lightning process or similar tools, then you want to ask yourself, how do I apply this technique to this issue? Um, with your beliefs, you want to check in with yourself and go, what is my belief? Do I believe I can get rid of it? If you don't, you need to maybe revisit the seminar I did on beliefs. I think it was last time. We looked at some of the questions you need to ask yourself and we asked you to think about who for you is an exemplar, someone who's a mentor, who has already gone through the process that you're going through and come out the other side. So discovering someone who's unstoppable around their health or someone who has recovered from this particular condition. And then the other thing is, as you use the tools, say the lightning process or other things, is really to keep your language clean. So use the do if you know about the do. And so what, in terms of what do I want, make sure you're asking yourself or you're answering that question in terms of what you want rather than what you don't want. Be kind and compassionate to yourself and spend some time really getting into calm, relaxed, comfortable states. That's what you need to do. If you keep doing that, you will change it. Because remember, the one thing we know about the brain is it's always listening and it's always changing. And it's changing dependent on how we use it. So one of our responsibilities is to make sure we're doing what we can to steer it in the best possible direction. So there's some brief suggestions. If you want more stuff, uh, there are a range of uh, products on our website if you've done the lightning process and postgraduate products particularly around pain or change and stuckness uh, there's also some stuff uh, if you haven't done the lightning process some stuff on sleep and relaxation which i really recommend getting hold of they're only about i don't know how much they are actually they're less than 20 quid anyway but they're if you like the stuff we've done you'll find them really useful because you can listen to them again and again and as i may have said before sometimes when i can't sleep i listen to them and even though it's me talking and i know what i'm saying it makes me go to sleep um I talked, and Bonnie's mentioned this here, I talked earlier about we're thinking about uh, if there's an interest and appetite in doing some coaching seminars where we can help you put all of these skills specifically to issues that you're trying to change in your life. If you're interested in that, just drop us a little message uh, to say uh, I'm quite interested in doing some coaching. We'll have relatively small groups so we can focus up on people's specific issues. I'm quite worked out the whole logistics of it but if you are interested do let me know uh, say uh, drop us a message saying yeah i'm interested in those seminars uh, on this um chat or just send me a message in messenger that's cool and we need to get a certain number of people to make it work uh, so we can keep the cost low uh, which download sessions would i recommend on my website i would recommend if you've done the lightning process, and just go to the website, you may see my eyes skipping around like a crazy thing here. 
Um, go to fieldparker.org. Go to the store. And if you've done the lightning process, just going to copy this link for you. Then that's the lightning post lightning process support, and there's one specifically on pain or resolving pain. If you're more kind of interested in calm, then we'd recommend the magical uh, relaxation and de-stress uh, program, which is it's, uh, it's, I think it's almost a couple of hours long. It's only fourteen ninety nine, so that's quite a good thing. Uh, can I bring the picture? The picture was in here, but I sent her away. Uh, <laughs> okay, cool. So I'm going to end now. Um, I'm expecting to be here again in lockdown. Week nine. Uh, we'll do at least one more um, before we work out what we're going to do next. So please do tell all your friends. This is kind of an interesting thing uh, to be part of. It's been great. It's been lovely having you on board. We've had at least 40-something uh, people uh, joining at one time and I think there's actually been a lot more I'll look at the stats in a bit but please do tell your friends if you think they'll be interested in uh, having a chat uh, about interesting things learning some skills resolving some stuff in this free version then please let us know uh, until next week same time same place see you guys then take care now do share it widely and if you want instantly to get a hold of some of the stuff that we're doing then the life skills course, of course, is the place to go. I'll send you a link for that as well because uh, that's up and ready to go. That's the online life skills course. Already got loads of people doing it and they're loving it. So if you're interested in how to put some of this stuff into practice in your own life, that'll be a cool thing to do. So till next time, guys, you take care. The Mind Body Connection Podcast. The Body and Mind.